Welcome to the Obstructed View podcast. Hello, thanks for joining us. This is our reaction to Everton's 10-point deduction from the Premier League's Independent Commission. Morning, mate. You all right? Yeah, good, mate. Thank you. I mean, I could be a bit better. I'm, I'm working the full weekend and Everton have just had a 10-point deduction, so... Yeah, good, good as you can be, but yeah. Yeah, we'll... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. so as Linda said, um, for any of us that um, have been under a rock football-wise for the last kind of couple of days, uh, you probably would have heard that Everton has been given a 10-point deduction handed out by an independent commission uh, for breaching profit and sustainability rules uh, by 19.5 million, which I think it allows you to lose 105 over three years. Uh, which leaves them 19th in the league, two points off of safety and probably a whole lot of controversy um, that we'll go through in a minute. So um, I think for where to start with then, Glenn, what's your initial reaction and feelings to, to what's happened over the last few days? So on Friday, I was um, I had a really nice morning. <laughs> I was three hours away from going to work. Um, I had everything planned out. My dinner were ready. All I needed to do was walk the dogs and I was late for work. And it was because this information broke in the afternoon. Everton have got a 10-point deduction. Now, I'm not joking. Everything just went mental. Phones were going mad. Uh, it, were on, it were on like normal news on, on telly. It were on radio. Yeah. It were on Sky Sports News. There were Liverpool players that I've never even heard of talking about it. There were, it was just crazy. It were a mindfuck, to be honest. The complete and utter... Mind of fuck, and I'm glad we didn't do it like a reaction straight away because it's so complicated and convoluted the whole thing. Yeah, that it would have to understand. I think it's like one of them. Do you know when you've you've had a you've had a bad incident or something? It takes you a few days to understand what's actually gone, gone off. Really, well, there's um, a lot a lot of stuff that gets put out. It's right and wrong in it as well. It's a lot of people BSing. Yeah, it there's well. a lot of sort of misinformation. Yeah, um, a lot of people are saying like I've been signed loads of players, and those players have made other teams get relegated and, and all. it's not like that it's, it's just about a stadium thing but we'll get into what it's about anyway but my reaction disappointed um, I think it's really dis- disproportionate I don't think it's fair for the for the crime the punishment is, is disproportionate it's unprecedented I mean we're the third Premier League club to have had a points deduction um, the only other two have been Middlesbrough in 1996-7 they had a three points deduction for not fielding a squad they were relegated <laughs> And Portsmouth in nine ten, where they entered into administration and got a nine point deduction for dumping hundreds of million pounds of debts, sacking all the staff, and they got less than us. So it just does not seem fair, to be honest. Yeah, and I think uh, that goes into sort of the next one as well. With I think you, <coughs> what you said there probably epitomises overall Everton fans as well. Would you agree? That's probably Everton fans' reaction. Same. As a group, probably the same as you. Yeah, I think there's sort of some people a bit more level-headed, some people a lot more kind of angry. Yeah. Um, some people want to go do X, Y, Z, and you know put flags out now and outside empty football ground with no cameras there. And some people are saying, well, you know, we've got a big game next Sunday. Let's start planning for that. Um, some of the words used have been towards the uh, the sanction. So the severity of the sanction have been. 
outrageous, scandalous, disproportionate, I've already said that, unjust, unprecedented. Um, and it's not just from Everton fans, I would say. I, I think it seems to be from majority of level-headed football fans. I'm kind of surprised by it anyway. I don't, I don't, Everton did say, look, we have broken the rules. Yeah. But it's just the amount of points deducted for a real small kind of financial breach when you look at it. Man United have got a bigger financial breach at the minute. And yeah. nothing's been said about it. You know, so it's interesting, um, and I don't think it's not going to go away from the fans' perspective. No, no, I, yeah, I agree. And do you want to just go into a bit of detail then, as, as much as you can, as much as you know about kind of. Obviously, we know it's told because you went over nineteen point five million over yeah. the under a five that's allowed. I think we all knew that anyway. That's nothing. That's not new news at all. Uh, but do you want to go through the ins and outs of it then, just for those that don't know? Yeah, so I'll I'll, I'll try this. Describe how uh, it got to the 19 kind of million uh, figure. Um, so, this season, Everton have accepted a breach of profit and sustainability rules. Now, Everton accepted the breach of 9.7 million. So, around about 10 million left, less than what the Premier League said. That's what Everton were putting their hands up for. That's what they believed we'd breached by. Now, the Premier League Commission says Everton breached by 19.5 million above the threshold of 105 million. So it, I don't understand how you can have a 10 million um, differential g- gap. That doesn't seem to make any sense. Everton have got lawyers. The Premier League have got lawyers. The Premier League have been able to look through Everton's book for the past at least three seasons. I know people are saying it's been several years. So there's no new information for anybody here. So that's an interesting point. Um, the crux of the breach, are, it's, a, uh, it's to do with the interest payments on Everton's new stadium. So the, the actual breach, what we've been uh, sanctioned for, are the interest payments on the, the money for Everton's new stadium. Um, Everton thought the interest payments were permissible advacs, so essentially they didn't count in the uh, rules. Yeah, um, For the 21-22 financial year, Everton um, thought they basically didn't count. I think the rules actually changed the season before. So the season before, they wouldn't have counted. Um, uh, the Premier League disagreed, even though they admitted it was a grey area still. Yeah. And um, the interest payments on the new stadium, which uh, I'll, I'll talk about that a bit more in a bit, but it's just interest payments on building the new stadium, which are the financial breach. Everton have obviously been given a 10-point deduction for that breach and one of the main reasons it was a, a point deduction and not a fine was because they said Everton have got wealthy owner now Everton are going through a, a takeover at the moment so this so-called wealthy owner is, is probably more than likely going to be gone by the time this comes into play so yeah that's what it's for yeah, have, <clears throat> I, I, this goes back to sort of the point deduction thing with financial fair play and I know in uh, EFL you don't get punished or your your accounts don't don't count for the one when you're invested in your like stadium and training ground and facilities and stuff like that. It's, it's purely the football side. When I say football yeah. side, players really, players and, and staff yeah. is what it means. Which I think that that should be also the same thing for people. Because I think in in a sense, I know there's a bit of more under. Un, un, under stuff about it and we'll go into that as well I've got a question on that but there's still 
ultimately you're investing in your club by so forget what what how much the payments are that sort of stuff you're investing in in your club aren't you and, and the same day, yeah, you're, so. you're trying to make your, your club better for your fans and for everything else um that could be a new training ground that could be a new better academy all that sort of stuff i don't see how why that should yeah, even so be included i'll sum that up i'll sum that up everton are sanctioned for finances related to the club trying to build a new stadium so ironically the club require that new stadium to compete in the Premier League under the financial and profit and sustainability rules. So Everton need the new stadium to be able to compete in the Premier League because of the rules, which Everton have been done over by. Furthermore, the stadium, you know, it's it's regenerating a derelict part of Merseyside Liverpool. It's doing a lot for the local community and it's going to be used by the Football Association for Euro 2028. (laughs) So they're going to benefit from it. So, you know, it, it it's sort of like Everton are trying to do stuff to improve and get more revenue into the club so they can compete with teams like probably West Ham at the moment. That's all it's going to do for us. You know, we're not going to be anywhere near Man City. But the Premier League are saying, oh no, well, you can't be paying for that, paying interest on payments for that build. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I think I think if there's some sort of dodgy dealings, then that's a completely different story. But <coughs> in, in this case, it's just you just those payments that took you over were payments for... Because in the last couple of years, you've been working with them and making sure you don't overspend like you did in the past as well, all that sort of yeah. stuff, haven't you? So, yeah. Um, obviously, the statement come out pretty much straight. I think this, I saw the statement before I'd even heard the news from everything, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> um, so the statement came out saying, uh, obviously, what everyone's been saying, that it's too much or that sort of stuff, but also that they, they immediately go and appeal. So, um, obviously, we don't know how long that's going to take, Um as of yet, but what are your feelings on the appeal? Do you think you'll be successful or, or what do you think is going to happen with that? Well, I think there's no doubt about it. Everton have to appeal. Yeah. And that's not just for Everton. It's for every football club outside of that top six. Everton have to appeal. Everton have got to try and get that uh, sanction down. Um, there's some talk and it is quite people in sort of privileged positions as well are saying that the Premier League have gone high because they know you're going to appeal. Um and you know you're going to get knocked down. But Everton fans can't think like that either. We've got to be careful thinking, oh, it's just going to get appealed and it'll get written off or it'll be reduced. Everton fans have got to... It's important Everton fans actually think they've been um, been done over, to be honest, especially for the for the next few weeks, especially because it needs highlighting. Um, as for what like what it can come down to, it, it is, um, it's pretty difficult to understand how they reach 10 points, to be honest. Um, so... When it, I'll mention why Everton were put for commission in a, in, a, in a minute when we talk about some of the other stuff. But why did we get to ten points? Like that's that's what that's the question. Nobody knows the answer to that question. So when Everton were referred for this commission in March, they create the Premier League created guidelines for Everton's specific appeal, suggesting Everton should be given a six-point breach for breaching minimum six points. So if it's got one penny over it would have been six points. And then plus one point per five million above. So that would have added up to Everton for to nine points. Mm. Um, But they did come out and say, we're not following this approach. However, the appeal, um, not the appeal, sorry, the commission has basically come up to the same number as that kind of guidelines, what the Premier League put out. So the truth of the matter is nobody knows how we got to the figure which unlike the EFL, there are rules in the EFL. So if you um, if you do something wrong in the EFL, you overspend, you get an, uh, um, a certain points deduction for that crime. That doesn't exist exist in the Premier League. 
Um, the Premier League is essentially a private members' club, which makes up its own rules as it sees fit. Mm. So there's twenty clubs, isn't it? Whoever's so, in it. So there's twenty clubs, and um, they've not made them rules up. They've like the chief executives and things like that. But it's just basically, it's hard to say how much it'll be reduced by when you don't even know really how we got to the ten points in the first place. To be honest, yeah. it's it's pie in this game. It might be six points. You know. uh, the appeal will be referred to a new a new independent panel. It's not going to be the same one. Um, no. I think with the media and the, I mean, you're going to get people that will go, "Well, it's fair, it's fair." But I think majority of pundits and radio, TV, general fans. I think you just talk to the uh, average person in the street. Every, I think most people agree that ten points is is excessive. Um, what what they should have got, I don't think anyone really knows, but I think yeah. everyone thinks that ten points is probably a bit too much for 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 what it is. It's too much. So I, per, my personal opinion is, I think again, well, you never know, and you can't act like you will. But I think you'll, I think you'll, you'll get it reduced. But by how much, I have no idea. But I just think, I think the how it's been perceived in the media and in general, I think that have been. Like we, the we've problem had, is as well. The, ind- the independent commission is not independent. It's a board of people appointed by the Premier League and they've called it an independent commission. So the people involved, involved in this commission have got dealings with Leeds who got relegated and another one was uh, a West Ham guy who was involved with the Carlos Tevez and Mascherano affair a few years ago, which was dodgy as anything. Um, a few days, uh, sorry, a, a couple of weeks before the uh, verdict came out, the Premier League put into the media that they wanted a 12-point deduction, which was re- leaked from the trial. So in a trial, like a, any court case, nothing should get leaked. That should sort of, that should all stay in-house. So it, it all seems really, even the independent commission part seems really dodgy, you know. Um, was it independent? Um, so Everton's response, I'll, I'll just give you this while, while we're on this part. Everton, Colin Chong, interim CEO, said the club are shocked and disappointed of the punishment. The sanction is disproportionate, wholly unjust. The severity of the punishment is neither fair or reflective of the evidence presented. Everton intends to appeal the outcome before the Premier League appeals board. So I think that's a set board. Yeah, yeah. From the sound of things. Um, The sanction directly impacts supporters. Supporters, players and staff will stick together in the face of what the club believes to be unpre- unprecedented and disproportionate sanction. So, no, it's quite firm from Everton. They can't say too much. Do you think that the government uh, threat of an independent regulator has played a part in, in the judgment at all? Because obviously that's been a thing since the... Um, Gary Neville's probably the biggest advocate for it, aren't he, publicly? But the the one that they say an independent re- regulator, um, and that's come ever since yeah. the, the, the so-called Big Six tried to break away. Um, from yeah. Champions League and all that. So yeah, what do you what do you think about that? Yeah, so the the, uh, the threat of an independent regulator is essentially for the whole football league. Uh, it's for English football, yeah. um, and the idea of that is essentially to stop clubs going into administration, overspending. And I'll be honest, I think the government's eyeing up a bit of Premier League money. Um, so we'll go back to March when Everton got referred to the uh, Commission. So it was Friday the 24th of March, and this is just days before a public inquiry by the Department for Culture, Media and Sport into the failing regulation of English football. The uh, Premier League referred Everton, a club who had been working with the Premier League to Premier League's instructions on finances for years, to an independent commission for an alleged breach of fair play, financial fair play rules. So they, they referred Everton just days before they knew they were going in a meeting. 
with the government about regulation. So at the uh, meeting, which was the following week, the public inquiry with DCMS, attended by Richard Masters, Premier League Chief Executive, and Rick Parry, Chair of English Football League, it was recommended that the government begins to put in place a regulator for the English football by the end of 2023. So the Premier League really don't want to be regulated by anybody but themselves. Yeah. Because, <laughs> um, it's it, it basically saying we're going to come in and look after you. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut your grass for you. And Everton's uh, case in the Commission was essentially referred when they knew they were going in for a meeting with the government to say you're not looking after yourself. You can't look after your clubs. And Everton are the first club to have had a trial and a commission since this has been put out there. So I think you'd be very stupid to say this is not, not linked in, to be honest. I think it's, it, it, it 100% is. It has to be, essentially. Yeah, no, fair. Maybe that says Maybe that says why it was so harsh, the, the initial um, points deduction, you know. Yeah, I think also they're trying to set a um, precedent. A precedent of scare people from <coughs> doing this sort of thing again all that sort of stuff but yeah, yeah. I, 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 again it's too harsh in my opinion um, on that then I know we've said obviously the, the, the reasons why um, do you, do you mm-hmm. think obviously there's, there's also other reasons I think undercurrent reasons as to because I mean if you would not spent probably what you spent on players that you shouldn't have spent it on you might, may, might not have happened as well but do you think ultimately there's some anyone in the club to blame people in the club to blame uh, partially or fully for, for this happening in the first yeah. place yeah, so you'll 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 know. I think pretty much everybody listening will know. Everton fans have been protesting for around about three years now. Yeah, for, for the removal of the removal of our board of directors and for the owner to sell the club. And essentially, Everton fans have been saying what the Premier League have just told us. Again, we've just been reminded by the Premier League that they're not fit and proper to run our football club financially. Just basic stuff like statements, little things like kit kit being late, and all all tiny little things from from transfers. You know, um, I had Mashiri was involved with agents, and agents were bringing in some really dodgy players for stupid transfer fees. Um, and Everton's been trying to say to essentially everybody, "Oh, can you help us get rid of these guys?" Well, the Premier League's been signing off these <clears throat> owners and the board of directors' books for three years. So, Everton have breached the uh, the rules and have held their hands up. Now, the people who are ironically dealing with this Everton now weren't involved with with the breach. So, it's, it's a little bit harsh in that way as well. But Everton fans really do pin this on um, our previous... Well, he's still our own at the moment, but it looks like he's leaving mm-hmm. and our previous board of directors. Um, and Everton deserve... We deserve a better Everton, you know, a better football club. Um, just just one that's run properly, to be honest. And I, I think Everton and maybe Aston Villa are fairly similar size. And you look at them at the moment and think they got relegated. And they're in so much better condition as a football club from top to bottom than us, you know. It, it just doesn't seem it doesn't seem right, to be honest. Yeah, re- results on the pitch are one thing, but this goes for all football clubs, and mine included, especially in, in yours, the last load yeah. of years. All you ask for is at least it gets run, run properly, and th- this yeah. sort of stuff is not even a possibility, whether it's right or wrong and all that sort of stuff. But you sh- your club shouldn't be put in this position in the first place, and I think that's 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 the thing that they've done wrong. And like they, they've, they've, There's been mistakes made that's caused it in the first place, haven't they? And that, that's where they've gone wrong. 
That's what's cost you. It's going to be interesting now because apparently there are other clubs in similar positions that aren't even known. So yeah, this is what the media is saying. So what's going to happen to those clubs? You know, yeah, uh, we don't know who they are. We don't know who they are yet, but. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll 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 go into that anyway because I think that well, one of the things I was going to ask, so I may as well ask it now. Um, so obviously, um, <coughs> given that you've been you've been given ten points, we'll see how the appeal goes. Um, yeah, but like, what, what, I mean, it looks uh, don't look too good for. I mean, we other clubs unknown at the moment, but the two that we do know about is obviously City and Chelsea that are currently being mm-hmm. investigated. City for hundred and fifteen uh, breaches and Chelsea for a few. I think I've also seen that Chelsea have had a few. Um, Leaked documents or files from yeah. payments when Abramovich was there to agents yeah. and ex-managers that were not accounted for. Um, so where do you think that, that leaves them? And how worried would you would you be if you were sitting at a Chelsea fan right now? Well, I, I don't know how it's going to play out, but you'd have to think, given our precedent, which has been set with ten points for one charge, that Man City with one hundred and fifteen charges. <laughs> I've probably got a, a, a bit of an issue coming, haven't they? You know what I mean? Um, well, some people talk times, about automatic relegation. <laughs> yeah, so that Martin Ziegler, who's I think quite a respected journalist, put in the Times for Man City and Chelsea, relegation is now a possibility if found guilty. So that's important. They've got to get found guilty. But yeah. I'd imagine if there's 115 charges, there's probably a good chance. Well, um, well, you were just one charge. That's all it was, wasn't it? Yeah. One charge. It wasn't like this and that. It was one charge. And that cost you ten points. One charge on a stadium build where Chelsea and Man City is all related to do with agents fees and essentially signing players. And I think you know. cities as well is to do with overpayments from sponsors, which is ultimately themselves in it, the Abu Dhabi stuff and all that sort of stuff. So I think Yeah, so they've been inflating the revenue yeah. by sponsoring themselves. Yeah. Um, as well. Um the, the thing is with this as well, Everton are, are upset as well because of quite a few of Man City's 115 charges are due to Man City non-cooperating. So when they've been asked to show the books, they've said no. Um, this, this upsets Everton because we've fully cooperated with the Premier League from start to finish. We even told the Premier League before there was an issue, there might be an issue. And then we're still hit with a near maximum punishment. So, so yeah, the pressure builds on the Premier League now to, to resolve those cases and I'd probably do it in a, a, a sort of a quick fashion, I'd imagine. Yeah. Now, I think for those listening that are questioning probably why Everton has been done straight away and City are still waiting and City actually has been, been for more than a year now. Um, I think yeah. uh, for context, as we said, Everton got done for one charge, which is a lot easier to investigate. Uh, 115 charges might, might take a while um, to look at. So we'll, we'll see what happens with them, but I don't think it's going to be any time soon uh, with City. I think as well, because Everton cooperated, it sped everything up. Yeah, exactly. Whereas they're just saying what you're on about no, never happened. Um, so it's, 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 it, so you're denying everything. Yeah. They've got £5,000 a day lawyers on the job <laughs> who are wrapping everything in red tape. Got them out of the UAE. The guy on the radio said the other day, I, th- I can't remember who it was. This means I've listened to so many different people and stories. He was saying that, they, that he thinks Man City won't be in the Premier League in five years. So will it matter? Yeah. Yeah, well, they got out of the UAE UA for one with the, with the lawyers, didn't they, really? Because they, they had. Um, yeah. The fan were not guilty with that one. Yeah, I mean, it, it's open. The problem is, it's opened up a can of worms, and all these yeah. other clubs are. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I will mention this as well uh, before we move on. Leicester, Leeds, Burnley, and Southampton are now said to have cases to pursue Everton for damages of relegation. Now, I'm not sure how that how how that would work to be honest, because the commission actually said that Everton 
did not gain any on-field advantage with the financial breach. So I find that a little bit difficult because on one hand, the commissioner is saying they might have a case to um, to damages for getting relegated, which they got relegated because they weren't very good on pitch. But then on the other hand, the commission is saying Everton didn't get any advantage on the pitch. So it, it, the, both of these factors are in that commission. So it, it is something to mention that for Leeds, Leicester, Burnley, Southampton. Yeah, I think um, for me, there might be others. Me on that, that's loaded fucking shit for for them not to say they're gonna they're gonna sit, they want to sue Everton and stuff like that. It's just it's this easy thing to say. Um, I, I think you look at Everton's uh, spending over the last load of years. It, it's been that's it's been not very much because of what's happened. Um, and I think if they were allowed to spend what they wanted, they, they probably would have been as far down as what they was anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, Everton's spend over the last five years is net zero. Not yeah, any. exactly, because they, they know... They, we're 18th out of 20. Um, we're 18th out of 20 on the spending. You know, there's, there's, there's 17 clubs more, spent more than us uh, in the last five years. So probably Leeds, Leicester, Southampton might be in there. Yeah. I, I don't know. But... And ultimately, you got relegated because you weren't good enough. And that, that, for me, that's that's the end of it. I, they'll, they'll obviously try it. I, I, put, I don't think they'll get anywhere with it, uh, to be honest. And yeah. I think if it does happen and they were successful in suing Everton for that, uh, that opens again an absolute kind of... So what happens if City get... Um, how guilty. far back do you go? Um, how far back do you go? Because they've been in, in that club for you know, 10, 15, 10 to 15 years now, haven't they? All that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Do, is it... So do Everton go to Man City and say, you beat us, yeah. you better players than us? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Do, 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 do Liverpool and Arsenal last year get the Premier League? Of it? Trophies. Do you know what I mean? I think it opens too many kind of... I think the easiest thing to do is just, if people are guilty, give them a punishment, rightly or wrongly, whether people think it's too harsh or not. And that's it. I don't think there's any more needs to be done. Do you know what I mean? There's no point finding people financially because uh, 100 million fines to City is a drop in the ocean um, and all that sort of stuff. So it needs to be... It, I, I think it does need to be points, but I think 10 points for you for one charge is ridiculous. Yeah. But it is, is what it is for now. Um, so Mentioning Liverpool, actually, around about 2015-16 when they were doing the Anfield up, they, they overspent by about 60 million. Yeah. Got written off because of stadium costs. <laughs> Uh, one rule for one. I did nineteen million over three years. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what, I think that's the, 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 the rules have changed. Isn't it? Right. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> nineteen million pound is a lot of money, but in a lot of money in football <coughs> terms, especially in Premier League football terms, it, it is not. That's I think that's the, yeah. the thing, isn't it? Um, Twenty million doesn't even get you a decent player these days. Never mind. Um, Never, never mind anything else. Um, so, obviously, as we mentioned, I mentioned at the start, uh, pops you down to 19th for now, pending appeal. Um, we talked on the last podcast about how things were looking up. Um, oh, yeah. if, you, if you beat Man U <laughs> next Sunday, that you could be up to, towards the table, that sort of stuff. For now, that's not a thing. But um, how important no. are the next few sort of seven weeks, but we've still got another week to the next match. But the next two, three, four matches, how important are they, especially the, the home games with the crowd? How, how important do you think they are? Well, to be honest, my focus at the moment, and I think most Everton fans will be the same, it's more about sort of putting a show on and trying to embarrass the Premier League. I think that's what people is on people's minds. And obviously, getting behind the team, that, that's just a natural thing for Everton fans now. It's the injustice, it's us against the world attitude. And I think Sean Dyche will absolutely, he'll absolutely love that, to be honest. I know he won't write the points deduction, but motivating them players against Manchester United next Sunday on Sky TV at six uh, half past four 
against the against everyone after they've taken ten points that those players have earned off them. I don't think that's going to be much of an issue. I wouldn't personally want to be Man United next Sunday. I don't think he needs to be um, much of a team talk, does he? I think it's it's us against the world. I think it should galvanise the players. I think the players probably think or have that confidence that they are better than the clubs around us now in the in the relegation zone. Um, you know, there's a bit of fear for me that if we don't get the results, we've got Man United, we've got tough games, you see. Man United, Forest away, Newcastle at home, Chelsea around about the middle of December. So they're not easy fixtures coming up. So you could quite easily in the Premier League, a bit like what Sheffield United have done, you can go five games with no points quite yeah. easily, no matter how good you are. So the fear for me a little bit is if we don't get a bit of a bump, say we lose against Man U and we draw at Forest and then we lose against Newcastle, you know, we could have a bit of a gap between us and Luton or Bournemouth, you know. So I think it is imperative. We hit the ground running, everybody unites from all the different factions that have been split for the past three or four years. Do you know what? There's different fan groups arguing with each other. There's different people that won't, aren't allowed to attend matches because they've been threatened by people. That all needs to finish now. Let's forget about it. Everyone needs to unite and look forward to essentially staying in the Premier League again. And I think if Everton can get that mindset, that dogs of war all together now mindset and think, right, we've been done over here and put that into getting behind the team and the players can put as much as they can into the football, I think Everton will be fine. I think Everton will survive. We could we could come towards the end of the season and that um, points deduction is is sort of reduced anyway. You know, I don't know, possibly. But we have to we have to think it won't be. And we've got a fight like we have done for the last two or three seasons. But we have got form in staying up, if you've not realised. So... Yeah, I mean, I mean, not points-wise, but you have, you have technically been worse off than, than this last load of yeah. years anyway. Especially in terms of form and how you're playing and that sort of stuff. But my, my opinion, I think, I think you'll be fine. I think even if you lose mm. the appeal, which I think you'll get some knocks off. But yeah, you have to think like you won't. I still think, I think they're, they're, that, they're that bad down the bottom end, them four, um, and I'll include Bournemouth in that. Um, that I think you'll be fine because I think you, you're too good this season not to get points like you have shown the last load of games not to get that away win or that, 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 that away draw as well which you weren't doing the last load of years anyway and you still stayed up Well I think everyone pretty much thinks Everton's been used as a pawn in a bigger game for the Premier League with the government so we've got to react to that and I think Everton will react as a club as a fan base I mean, there's a, there's a fundraiser at the minute for flags for the Man United game. It's on about £33,000 <laughs> for flags. You know, people are starting to say, maybe shouldn't some of that should go to charity because it's a bit ridiculous for flags. Yeah. You know, so... Um, Get a flyover. It's going to be difficult. Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> there's going to be all sorts going off. So um, it's going to be worth going the game just to, just for the spectacle, spectacle, to be honest, I think, as much as the actual football. Are you, are you free? Are you going Sunday? Yeah, I'm going on Sunday, yeah. Um, I'm in the car, unfortunately, because I'm working five in the morning after, but um, I'll go down it probably a bit earlier now than I would have done previously. Yeah, yeah, I think, so, I think yeah I'm looking it. forward to it. No, I think if you... I'm looking if, forward to that game more than I was before. At the end of the day, it's, it, it's, a, it's a big game anyway, because Man U at home is always going to be a big game, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Forget yeah. the context, but it's a big game in its own right. And now it's even a bigger game for, for Everton fans just because of because of what's happened. And I think if you can't get up for a game like this, then then what are you doing? What's your football? Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think yeah. I think atmosphere, especially if you're winning or in the game, 
Um, it'll yeah. be loud. I think it'll be loud anyway. But you can imagine the atmos- will, what yeah. the atmosphere is going to be like if you if you won the up or you know in the game or that sort of stuff. Um, I just hope the club don't start with trying to sort of oppress the fans protesting against the Premier League because Everton have done that in the past where they've been done over and they've kind of done nothing about it. And they've even gone as far as saying, oh, don't worry about it, don't do X, Y, Z. I, I hope they're not taking flags off people and telling people they can't say certain stuff. And I don't expect Everton to do anything themselves. Yeah, I just want them to leave leave Goodison Park as blank a canvas as they can and let the, let the fans do the thing. Yeah, and I think that's fair. Everton's got to keep quiet while it's the appeal. Cause all that sort of, so as, as a club, yeah. as a club and... Well, that's where the statements they have to be professional and keep it quiet. But let fans do the fans have, a fan has a right to protest and all that sort of stuff, and that's that's what it should it should be. 100%, yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, the other thing I'll mention that I don't think I've quite mentioned yet is that Everton had a few mitigating circumstances which led to overspending. So, one was uh, the Ukraine war. Um, so Everton 60% of Everton's sponsorships at that time was from Russia, USM. Yeah. Um, the training ground, the, the youth kits, the uh, slave sponsors. I think it was and that all up to thirteen goal. sponsorship deals, something like that. I heard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, on, yeah. yeah. It was a lot of money for Everton, anyway. You know, for our our funding, and th- this is probably a little bit more pie in the sky. But Everton also agreed a two hundred million pound naming rights deal with that company for the stadium, and they were expecting to use some of that money in advance to build the stadium. I know people are saying, how can you have naming rights to a stadium that's not built yet? But, I mean, I, I'm sure Everton well within the rights to ask for that money up front. Like, it's getting built. You can see it's there. So, if it would have helped putting some steel down or paying for a roof, you know, I think Everton would have been within the rights to ask for that. But, obviously, they lost that money because of government sanctions on Russian oligarchs and uh, businesses. So, that were a lot of money Everton lost. And the commission also um, mentions a player X left Everton in June 22 for nothing at an estimated loss of £10 million. Now, Everton paid £50 million for that player who got involved in a scandal, an Icelandic player, I think. And Everton said in this commission that we think we could have sold him for about £10 million had that not happened. Yeah, I think they were... Which I think for the player of his quality... Player sales, were they, That's what Everton submitted, player sales... I think some because of COVID as well. Um, yeah. Because obviously people people weren't trading during COVID for obvious reasons and that sort of stuff. The club's been. I will say with COVID that affected every club. Yeah. You know, and that was factored in. Um, but some clubs will have been ha- had affected than other clubs. You know, Everton probably relies on the basic revenue a bit more than Liverpool do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. When you think about someone like, like Man City. <laughs> You know, the, the what did they get 40, 45, 50, something like that? A thousand, they're not maybe. bothered about ticket sales, but they don't that, care about tickets. That's sales. why the tickets are quite cheap as well, um, in yeah. terms of the rest of the Premier League because it doesn't really matter to them. Um, no. whereas other clubs, and you go down to ZFL, but even like you guys, especially, I mean, it's, that's the reason why you're building the stadium because you need you know, more revenue from people coming through the gates, don't you? Um, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So that, that's one of the reasons, more sponsorships, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I think it, it affected everyone, but 100%, I think you guys, and along with some other clubs, were affected more than others. Uh, and you could sell players, which I'm sure you would have done, because you knew you started, you were, you'd overspend in terms of what you'd done previous years as well. So you, you were, even if yeah. you, even if it meant losing a bit of money on him, 10 million for player X or another player was 10 million that would have got you further from to getting away from that 
19 million deficit that they, that they talk about. I think, yeah, as well, I think uh, when you were talking about the reaction as well, I, I heard someone, uh, a media expert on the radio, and he was saying that the media have gone strong on the uh, reporting of this story early because it's a big story, it makes them money. But as quickly as they've come big with the story, they're also going to want to dampen it down a little bit because the media are intrinsically linked to the top six clubs in the Premier League um, for revenue and access. Mm. Um, so when they tried to do the European Super League, the narrative put out by the media was, you can't punish the fans. So there's recordings of pretty much everybody on telly saying you can't punish the fans. Gary Neville, Henry Winter in the in the tabloids. These are the big names in English football. You know, if England, if England win the World Cup, it'll be Henry Winter who was writing about it. You know, it these people are influential people and and their whole thing, it was like a united thing from the media, was you can't punish the fans. So Everton fans are asking now, why, why, why doesn't that apply here? And for me personally, I think we should have been sanctioned and we should have been sanctioned because we breached the rules. You know, like Everton have said, we breached the rules. But surely... The, the breach perhaps should have been financial or, or the sanctions, sorry, should have been financial or perhaps maybe a, a transfer embargo for a season or something like that, rather than 10 points of a club that, realistically, it should really mean relegation for Everton, really. I think, well, if, if it had been any of the seasons before, it might have been, <laughs> it might have been the state that you were playing. But uh, I think, yeah. I think my only issue with a with a, with a financial <laughs> implication is if 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 I, if you got a financial one, then that means that you get a financial one, which they won't give give a toss about. Um, if Newcastle yeah. ever have that, I know they're not not being looked at yet because they're trying their best to avoid it and all that sort of stuff. But if they ever came in trouble, you know, their 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 owners have got even more money than than the Man City's owners, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? So, um, but a tra- yeah. transfer embargo probably is is a, is a slight one that could because it does affect you as a club because it means you can't sign anyone, um, and it means but you can't punish a club because of what's happening with another club, yeah, in yeah. a certain way. And 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 the other thing with the um, immediate points deduction, normally uh, in football in in the normal world, if you are given a punishment and you have a chance of appeal, which Everton do have, that punishment won't be applied until the appeal is resolved. So that appeal will take three months in the new Premier League rules. So it's gonna it's gonna resolve this season, whatever. Everton have got thirty days to put the appeal in, I think. So three months, it's gonna be done by February, probably mm. the appeal. So why did they put Everton put up uh, points deduction straight on the board? when it might only be five points, you know. So I think a lot of this is is for show, to be honest. Um, that's what it seems like to me anyway. It's not just unprecedented, the amount of points. It's the whole thing's un- unprecedented, the way they've done it as well, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, and as you said at the start, when you mentioned the other clubs that have been deducted in Premier League history, you know, and it's been said by a few people that if you'd have took a, you know, if you'd have gone into administration, done it the wrong way, um, people, yeah. people lose jobs, all that sort of stuff. The club can can really go under then. Um, but you'd have got a nine point deduction for that, not a ten. So I mean, one less point for yeah. for literally saying that's it, see you later, sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, which is I find. And you, can, you can't really compare Everton and Man City's cases because of the amount of charges. However, you can compare the cooperation. Yeah. Everton cooperated. Man City are choosing actively to not cooperate. What would you do now if you were a football club owner? Would you cooperate with Premier League? 
see what, wait till what see what Man City get. <laughs> if they get found not guilty, then if they get found if they get found not guilty for under fifteen charges and they didn't cooperate, then you're definitely not cooperating in the future. No, <laughs> depends really what happens. Uh, it's a minefield. Um, and it, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, do you think that for the financial flair? I think ultimately as well, another thing is, do you think the financial fair play, the profit and sustainability rules, and that could be EFL, but more topically for you, Premier League, do you think it's it's right? Do you think it's been done? Do you think it could be done differently? No, because eventually, uh, like say, like, like say if Sheffield Wednesday were promoted to Premier League, you'd only be able to spend, essentially, what you make. Also, you'd have a bit more money from the Premier League money, but you've literally got no chance of staying in Premier League, really. And I know some clubs have beaten that recently, like Brentford and Brighton and whatever, but spending-wise, you've got no chance, really. And even a club like Everton, who's a founder member of Premier League and never been relegated, we haven't really got much chance of getting into the European places now. And the new stadium might help that eventually, maybe. But the rules essentially keep the top teams at the top and everybody else below. And I don't see how that is fair play. How is that fair? It's, It's just not fair. Everton can spend... Whatever they make, I think Everton make around hundred million, plus a hundred million essentially, it's two hundred million. I think Man City makes six hundred million, plus a hundred million. So Man City can spend five hundred million more than Everton every season at the moment. Yeah, I know they're in the Champions League and stuff like that, but I don't see how Man City and Everton, you know, probably used to be similar sized clubs, let's say, and because Man City were allowed to spend all that money in the two thousands and put themselves into that position. They did it well, let's be honest. But they've also cooked the books for 10 years as well in the time. Like what Abramovich has done also with agents' fees, offshore accounts. Those clubs have got an advantage now and they will always be kept there because with that advantage because of the, con- the, the rules we've got now with the fair, fair play. And I, I don't think the rules should be different between the Premier League and the Football League and hopefully an independent regulator might, might sort of normalise one set of rules. Because if, if you overspend, you get so many points for for overspending. It doesn't seem like rocket science to me, to be honest. I yeah, know. I also think there should be a set... If they're going to come out and, you know, he's going to... If I don't think financial... I disagree. I agree there should be something because you can't just let clubs do... That's why you got Portsmouth and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And all that. That's why what happened happened to Portsmouth and, and there's been numerous other examples throughout the leagues. So there has to be something, but I <coughs> always... This is not because of what's happened to Everton even before Wednesday got their deduction for it and all that sort of stuff I, I don't think it's done right I think it needs to be done to a point but I think it's done wrong you think about it from an EFL perspective yeah, it's the same principles it's just less money you can't spend X amount over three years um, and if you do um, I mean, you can't lose a certain amount over three years and if you do you're going to get punished um, but then on the other hand of that as a, as a club that, you know, if you come up from League One or you, you've been in Championship for, for three years, you've got clubs going down from Premier League that are getting payments anyway from Premier League still for the next couple of years. Yeah. So that yeah. that goes into their money. So they can still then spend more than... Do you know what I mean? It's all still... And that's just that's just your version of City versus Everton is... Who got, yeah. who got relegated last year? I'm trying to think. <laughs> it's Les- yeah. Leicester. Leicester versus us. Do you know what I mean? It's the, same, it's the same thing. They can still spend £10 million on Harry Winks, £7.5 yeah. million on Connor Cody. So that's £17.5 million on two players. What other, what other championship club that's been in championship for more than three years is going to be able to spend, even if they had the money, is going to be able to spend that? Not, not a chance. Because they're going to go over FFP. Yeah. But it's as simple as that. And it's the same thing for you guys with someone like Man City. 
isn't it? Yeah, so we, we've been sanctioned for incompetence in the boardroom, not cheating. Now, clubs are cheating. So for me, there's a difference between incompetence and a board of directors that aren't financing the club correctly within itself. Not exactly anything to do with transfers or gaining an advantage at all, just within the club. I think there has to be some kind of set of rules which actually looks... It probably will come from this, to be honest. There has to be a set of rules which looks at direct cheating, gaining an advantage, and a club that's just badly run, to be honest. Yeah. I think there has to be there has to be protections for the clubs, the fans, and the sport. You know, the I think the integrity of the Premier League at the minute is at an all-time low. I don't know how they build that back up, to be honest. And, and I think for each way of however you break the rules cheating intentionally, covering the books, all that sort of stuff, or plain and simply what you guys did was just over-calculating it and having COVID and that sort of stuff and the stadium payments. I think there needs to be a set rules of this is what you get punished by, so you know what your punishment yeah. is. There don't have to be an f- investigation going on. It's just if you're found guilty, which is what you got got, got found, but then you had to go to that, the independent people, this is the rules and this is what you get punished by. It's as simple as that. I don't, I don't see... And then everyone knows what's going to happen. Yeah, so and, and these rival clubs that are saying they're going to pursue Everton for damages, they, um, they've got 28 days to, to do that and, and start that process. But the uh, Everton's potential new owners can't fight that ruling because they're not in place and they're not going to be in place for a few months yet. They can't be. It's not possible with the Premier League rules for fit and proper owners. <laughs> so think. Everton's current owner, who's caused all this would have to foot the bill for the litigation to fight these clubs. He's not going to do it, is he? Leave no, it. if you're selling a club, you get as much money as you can before you go. You're not spending money. So, he don't give a shit. Yeah. No. <laughs> so it's a fuck-up. It's, it's a massive fuck-up from uh, from every single angle, essentially. Um, I don't know where I don't know where we go as a sport, but Everton will be fine. I think. I think we will be fine. <laughs> no, I think you will. I think you're gonna you're gonna get bought out. You're gonna you're gonna have your new ground um, next year at some point, or next season at yeah. some point. Um, I think you'll stay up. I don't think there's any doubt. I think most people don't doubt that, and I think that's due to the fact of how shit the ones at the bottom are, uh, and how and yeah. how how much better you've been this season, especially just getting points. Whether it's um, playing or not playing better, it's still getting points, which is what you were doing, not doing last year. Yeah, so I think you'll be fine. Uh, I'm probably getting reduced anyway, hopefully. Touch wood, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Touch wood. Anything yeah. more, mate, before, before we leave it at that? No, I just hope everyone gets together against Manchester United and make as much noise as we can. And we've got to just keep it going now and for the foreseeable future. And let's hope come the end of the season, we're all, we'll still be angry with the Premier League and everybody else, but. Let's hope we've got some reason for optimism going into next season again. <laughs> yeah, so I think we've, I think we'll do that as a mini preview to Man U as well. <laughs> so yeah. we'll, um, we'll probably see how that goes, and we'll, we'll, um, we'll digest that game. As soon as you go in as well, uh, we'll be able to digest that game. <clears throat> cool. It's that pretty, that's... it's pretty, it's pretty difficult to uh, just look at the game itself at the moment. So that is, that's, that's a challenge for Sean Dash because there's, there's a hell of a lot of noise around Everton. So he's got. A, He's got to get the into the minds of the players and get them focused on football. To be honest, got to calm it down, haven't you? Keep the focus, calm yeah. it down. I said, I think I, I, I nothing said to it, do with us. I think the team talk does itself um, anyway. Yeah. But I think yeah, keeping especially training, keeping that that outside noise away is is really important over the next few weeks. And then it naturally dies down anyway. Like it'll it'll go yeah. out it'll go out the media. It won't be number one story. 
the only time you'll hear about it is when the appeal comes around and all that sort of stuff. So I think you know, for the next few weeks, you just need to keep that outside nose outside and keep players focused. Yeah. And that, that that's all you need to do. That's it. You'll you love the crowd. You always did, but you'd have the crowd even more so now as well. Now we go on to our voice notes. The first one is from Spud Talks, an Aston Villa fan. He's going to give an outside perspective. And also Mark McCormick, the rambling toffee. He's going to give his views on Everton's 10-point deduction. Hello, everyone. This is Spud here from the Spud Talks football podcast. Just a quick uh, voice note to... Give my point of view on the four questions that the obstructed view posted this morning. Do I think that the ten point deduction on Everton is fair? I don't think I do agree with it. No, I think it's it's very harsh considering it was only one charge, and by all accounts, how helpful Everton were with their um with their investigation for the Premier League. And I I don't think I need to remind everybody of a certain club that has one hundred and fifteen charges. So it does seem harsh to me. Um. That brings me on to my next question. Do I think Newcastle, City and Chelsea would would, would suffer the same fate? I don't think they would, to be honest. Maybe not, maybe not Newcastle, but Chelsea, Chelsea and Man City, I can't see it. Look, we know, we know Man City have had charges in the past against UEFA and stuff, but Man City are now so globally big for the Premier League. Um, I don't think so. I, I don't see them coming down as hard. I think if any, I see them getting away with it, to be honest, if anything, but... They've set themselves a precedent now. They've backed themselves into the corner of the Premier League. So, massive precedent with the uh, with the 10 points and everything. It's huge. So, what can come of 115? Even if they were to get be found guilty of 10 of those charges, I mean, you should be looking at a 20, 25 point minimum reduction, you know. So, yeah, but I, don't, I personally don't see it happening. Um have the Premier League used Everton as a scapegoat to, for the pressure from the government? I would say they definitely have, yeah. I mean, you, we know we know how the Premier League works, you know, with 20, 20 clubs, they need 14 votes to change anything and there's a lot of talk going on at the moment with the uh, with regards to whether to bring in an independent regulator and know, obviously, they're getting outside pressure from the government to do so. I think we can all agree that it is needed. Um but yeah, definitely, this is definitely point in view to show them that that we can uh, we can run it ourselves. We can come down on people. It's just unfortunate for Everton that they're the first ones on the chopping block, and I think they're being made an example of. I'd like to have seen what would have happened if Man City were the ones on the chopping block to start with. You know, somehow they've managed to get pushed. Their 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 questions have been pushed pushed the far aside, and they've only kind of resurfaced it now since Everton got charged. So, Everton fully cooperating the next time. Yeah, I mean it's a fair question. Like you, you kind of have to wonder: should they or do they do they play the long game, but and try and push it out like Man City did? But um, yeah, I think look, all in all, I would say Everton probably done the right thing. There probably is grounds for appeal. I hope they do appeal. I hope they win that appeal. Um, I'm seeing a lot of noise about people saying, look, it's probably the right time for the club. It's probably the best time for the club. I should say to take this because of the position they're in now they're in playing with a bit of good form and you know Luton um, Bournemouth Bar- uh, Burnley and um, a couple of other teams are there for the taking and can be caught you know but I still think Everton are going to feel really harshly done by and 
Look, I just hope that if 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 this does stick the charge and they don't win it on appeal, that it is brought forward and they do kind of uh, go same go go ahead with the same kind of um, stringency with Man Man City. But again, I don't see it. But time time will tell. Man City will turn up with the best legal team in the world, and yeah, I just think the money men will make sure it doesn't happen. The Premier League is one of the best exports that the con- England have, you know, world wide worldwide and. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. I hope everything stay up. I hope uh, they stay up despite this. It's difficult. It's a kick in that. It's a, it's a kick in the stones for them. But I do think that Sean Dyche has put a team together that can pick up points now. And look, the best thing that could happen for Everton now is that they just go away and beat Man United after the international break and just get back on that horse. And you know, the points deduction will will figure itself out. I think the players need to focus on their jobs of getting the three points and not let them affect them too much. Easier said than done, I know, but that's 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 what they need to do. And yeah, we'll just see. It'll be interesting to see where Man City end up at the end of the year. But Man City Man City seem to be playing the game of uh it's very, very hard to prove hundred and fifteen charges. So interesting to see what happens. Um I feel sorry for Everton. I mean, look, I think the, I feel sorry for the fans, really, more than anything. Obviously, there's a couple of things gone on that shouldn't have happened. But for the fans, when you have a points deduction like this, it's the fans that gets punished. You know, the fans are turning up week in, week out. They're the ones that are going to suffer the consequences. The The money men will sell the club and move on. That's then They, they won't look back. They'll unhurt by this. But it's the fans that will have to keep holding the torch and... With the new stadium in in on the way and stuff, you know it's it's important they stay in the Premier League, and I think they will. They're 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 not they're not the worst out of three teams in that league, not by a long shot. And uh, yeah, look, I think I think clubs uh, for the mid table clubs like myself, Aston Villa fans, and things like that, we'll all be rooting for Everton to stay up from here. And I think uh, should they have been punished? Absolutely, if they've done something wrong, is it a harsh punishment? I think so. I think so, but can't be any worse than what Man City have done one hundred and fifteen times. All the best. Cheers. Hi, this is the Rambling Toffee. Um, I've been asked to give my uh, opinion on what happened on Friday and the 10-point deduction uh, for Everton Football Club. Um, initially on Friday, I mean, I was really, really angry with with what happened. Um, I'm absolutely seething still, and it's Sunday, and it's just going to continue on and on and on. I feel the Premier League have uh, punished us for something that doesn't fit the crime, and it you know literally it's a sport you know it's a sporting sanction for something that is related to the stadium, and they've actually said that within you know their report that we didn't take any kind of sporting advantage throughout the last few years. So I'm absolutely seething, still angry about it. Um, my views are that going forward with what's happened with the uh, GoFundMe, with contributing towards that and getting the banners and everything, flags, you name it, everything that we are doing and, and the fans are doing to tell the Premier League and tell the world basically that we're not happy about this and, um, you know, something has to give. As I said in my short video on Friday, um, I was one of the things that came across is how the media portraying us or always been portraying us and how um, the Premier League portray us. It seems to me that, you know, let's let's go Everton while, while we're down, while we're struggling, while we're, 
having issues financially, obviously, and as much as the club have breached, um, they have followed everything that um, followed everything that you know the Premier League wanted them to do. We sold our best players, our assets, and it was like felt like over the last few uh, last few seasons specifically that it was like we've had an embargo on us anyway, that the, any players that came in were either freeze or loans or we weren't able to actually really compete. We had to go into use that younger players and be very creative and bringing the players through. Um, and, and we struggled and obviously the different managers are coming in and everything else and the struggles that we had and obviously the issues that we had at the club with the board and the failings that took place more more, more prominently last season, but what's been developing since uh, Mashiri, the owners, come in in 2017 and the issues that it's culminated to what we heard on Friday. But the 10-point deduction shouldn't be for that kind of punishment. It should be, you know, yes, punishment punish us for, you know, for what? what has happened for the breach but it's it's just wholly uh, wrong in so many ways and if you think about as i said in you know my feelings on friday was like everybody else is that you know we've had the breakaway super league you know with the six who you know for some reason all they got was a fine that they were negotiated on and nothing else has been heard since and it seems to be now we've got like with Manchester City and Chelsea and other clubs as well that have got financial issues or uh, investigations ongoing with them is that it's like they've not been discussed. You don't hear about it. The media don't talk about it. It seems to be the Premier League is so focused on specifically uh, the, the the CEO, Chris Masters and, and his team or whatever. Their focus is on, you know, the six and generating millions and millions, hundreds of millions of pounds from TV money and and their focus is on them and everybody cares about them. Forget about everybody else. And it just seems to be that, oh, let's, 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 go, let's go and attack a, t- a club that's weak and struggling and need all the help and support to, you know, get themselves back into a strong position. We're moving into a new stadium we're trying to get better. We're trying to get compete again, get back to where we want to go. But it's just, you know, it looks like they've not really supported us. And especially um, last season when the head, headlock gate and everything with the demonstrations and, the you know, what we did and everything we possibly could to get change at the club and everything else going forward through the board and everything else. That's happened, but as I said, like with most fans, you know, this sanction is, you know, weird ones that are going to be the brunt of it. The players are going to be the brunt of it, the team itself. We're now currently in the bottom three again, and we have to fight again, and that's what we'll do. That's what I think what they've done is brought the fan base together and brought us all together as one team, and... What you're going to see against Manchester United is something that is going to be diff- uh, bigger and massive 
than anything else that you've seen, what Evertonians have ever done or what any football club has ever done. We're, we're going to go and we're going to go at you and we're going to fight. It's a war, it's a battle and that's what we're going to do. And we're going to do it week in, week out and we're going to get it. And if the, it's great if the if media, local local media have been fantastic, the media and journalists in general who have been supportive of, of Everton and actually called this out and all the ex-players who have actually come out and, you know, everybody is actually right behind Everton. And to the ones who continue to, you know, support the Premier League and support what a certain journalists who seem to think that, you know, when the the um, the Super League was going to happen or the breakaway was going to happen, they said, oh, don't, you know, don't blame the fans, don't blame the team, it's not their fault. You know, those people, those journalists who seem to say that then, because of what was going to happen, but when it's happening to Everton and we're having this situation, they don't don't say a thing. They don't put anything out there. They don't come and show that same kind of support. So for them, they can do one. They're part of the problem, and they'll continue to be a part of the problem because all they think about is elite, 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 and they care more about money, 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 and they care about you know the standing of the Premier League and how you know this world phenomenon and but. I don't care anymore. Anyway, on that note, that's my view. I'll I'll continue. I've got a rambling uh, toffee podcast that's going to come out on Monday, so please keep in here for that. Um, thanks again for listening. Um, I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Many thanks for listening to our podcast. Please like, share, follow if you've enjoyed the show. Big thanks to Spud Talks Podcast for his view from an outside perspective, the Aston Villa fan. Also to Mark, the Rambling Toffee, for his view on Everton's situation, points deduction. Um, Big thanks to both guys. We will link their podcasts in our description. Once again, thanks for listening. Up the Toffees.